Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast talking about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. In this episode, we're talking about staying in an on-site hotel at Universal Orlando. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. Now, Amanda, you've stayed and visited pretty much all of the Universal hotels, haven't you? Yeah, I've either stayed in them on my own holidays or I've been on work trips and had the opportunity to look around them. So, yeah, I've seen most of them. Fantastic. And there's four different levels of hotels at Universal, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, so at the top, we've got the premier hotels or deluxe hotels. So we've got the Portofino, the Hard Rock and the Royal Pacific. So next level down, they call Preferred. That's the Sapphire Falls Resort. And then we've got two levels of value. We've got the Cabana Bay Beach Resort and Aventura. And then the newest value resorts, the two Endless Summer, Surfside Inn and Suites and Dockside Inn and Suites, which only just opened a few weeks ago, actually. Yes, we've booked quite a few of those, haven't we, at the Endless Summer Resorts. It's very, very popular, very, very good value. It is amazing value for money. And I'm sure we could do a whole show on each of those individual hotels and we'll probably come back to them. But for this show, we really want to just give you an overview of the hotels and in particular the benefits that you can get from staying in one of these on-site hotels. So starting with the value hotels, which is Universal's Endless Summer Resorts, Surfside Inn and Dockside as well. Now, this is actually located on the former site of the Wet and Wild Water Park. Did you ever go to Wet and Wild, Amanda? No, I didn't. I've driven past it lots of times, but no, I haven't ever been there. No, nor did I, because I'd always gone to the Disney water parks or Aquatica when it was open. I'm not sure if Aquatica was open at the same time as Wet and Wild, but I just never got the chance to go to Wet and Wild. Anyway, if you know where Wet and Wild is, that's where these two hotels, or basically one hotel sort of split in half, um, but they sort of share facilities as well. Um, So you are technically off-site. You are on International Drive, which has its own benefits because it means that you can walk out of the hotel on the International Drive and you've got all those different shops and restaurants to go and explore so you're not too much within the universal pricing bubble when it comes to evening meals. You can also get around as well quite easily if you want to get the iTrolley up and down International Drive. So if you want to go up to one of the malls or if you want to go down to SeaWorld or something like that, then you can get around really, really easily bit more easier than compared to staying at some of the other hotels. So one of the best things about this hotel is the huge two-bedroom apartments that they have. This is fantastic for if you've got a family of five or six, or even if the kids are a bit older and they just want that bit of extra space. I've booked these quite a few for people who have got teenagers because you know what? They don't want to be stuck in a room with you. (laughs) whilst you're on holiday. And I'm sure you don't want to be stuck in a room with them whilst you're on holiday as well. No, they are. They're really good at those two-bed suites. I mean, you've got kids that are quite similar in a sort of two-year gap. So something like this would have been perfect for you. Yeah, definitely. If you want some extra space for the price point, these are really, really hard to beat. The two-bedroom suites, so they've got three queen beds in two bedrooms. They've also got a little kitchenette um, and they call it a picnic table. I mean, it's not a full kitchen, but it is somewhere if you want to have snacks and drinks in the room and you've got a fridge to keep things cool. So yeah, I think they're brilliant. I mean, the next level up, we've got Cabana Bay. That has the family suites as well as the standard rooms. They sleep up to six as well. I don't know. They don't look as big. They've got, they call it a privacy partition, a sliding door partition. So it's great. They've got lots of room and they've also got the kitchenette and the mini fridge, the microwave, the sink. But you've got to be fairly close to the people you're staying in the room to. You know, there's not loads and loads of privacy. 
They also have some really lovely rooms that overlook Volcano Bay. You get a great view right into the water park. It's got quite a quirky 1950s theme. It's got a bowling alley and it's also got a lazy river. I've had quite a lot of clients stay at this hotel and they really, really like it. Is that kind of retro chic sort of 1950s happy days kind of vibe to it, isn't it? It is. It's a really fun place to stay. Fantastic. Then moving on, we've got the Aventura Hotel. So if you've ever been to Port Aventura in Spain, it's named after that because Universal used to actually own it. And they sold it a sort of number of years ago, but they used the same name. It's quite a cool name. Now, it's a bit different. It's not really a themed hotel. It's aimed more at adults or if you've got sort of older kids. They've got a rooftop bar, which is really, really cool because you're going to get these amazing views, not only over the parks, but also out across Orlando as well. So you're going to be able to see for miles and miles on a clear day. A bit different to the sort of themed hotels that you get at some of the other universal ones instead. I so that's kind of the main benefit. It is a bit more technologically advanced in the rooms. You can control things with iPads and things. Isn't that right? It is, yes. Yeah. So you can control the TV, the lights, the aircon. Uh, you can even order yourself a pizza. If you want some room service, you can order your food. You can chat to people on the front desk if you've got any questions. So, yeah, people really like that. Yeah, it's a really kind of cool and different hotel. I mean, we're saying it's more for couples and adults, which I think it is. I think with the theming, the rooftop bar, all this, it's perfect for adults. But they do have some really nice kids suites there. They're not themed like you get in some of the other hotels, but they're really big. They've got like three separate areas, got one with a king bed two twin beds and then a small sitting room area with a sofa bed. So again, if you've got, you know, a larger family or even if you were like two couples traveling together, they would be great rooms. Again, they're separate areas rather than separate rooms. So it's not complete privacy, but it is just nice to have that extra space. Still more privacy than you're going to get in a standard normal room. Yeah, just standard room, two queen beds. Yeah, you're all in together. And I would really recommend upgrading to a skyline view at that hotel. You're on the highest floors. And like you said, you've got those views from the rooftop bar. You can have your own room with those lovely views as well. It's true because not many hotels in the Orlando area or on site at Universal are particularly tall. They're all kind of quite low level hotels. So this one is bit more of a tower style hotel so you can get those amazing views uh, not just from the rooftop bar but also from your room if you pay as you said to get the upgrade the next level up we've got sapphire falls which is right next door to aventura i have been to visit this hotel i really like it it's got a caribbean theme so you feel like you're properly on holiday one of the best features is the pool really huge pool it's got two white sandy beaches hot tubs a really nice children's water play area pop-up jets, a slide. The only thing I would say about this is it does feel more luxurious than the value hotels. And when I looked around it, I was really wowed by it. But it doesn't really come with any more benefits than the value hotels we've already talked about. Yeah, it's kind of a halfway house, as in you get more of the benefit from the hotel, but not the on-site benefits that you get, as you said, like those premium hotels. And they've got like the standard rooms for two queen beds. And they've also got quite a few different suite options there. So if you are looking for more space, then they can offer it. I'd perhaps look at that if I really wanted to go for maybe a two-week stay, had lots of time to do Universal, but I wanted all those resort facilities. I think that would be a good choice then. 
Yeah, I mean, I quite like the idea of going back to the hotel in the afternoon. You've gone in and you've done your early hour access to get into the Wizarding World and you've got a few of the rides ticked off. And then in the afternoon, when it gets a bit too warm to be in the park, you head back to the hotel, go and have a dip in the pool, relax, and then maybe go and do a few more rides before the park closes. Yeah, that's definitely how I do Universal. Get up really early, get in the parks and then back by the pool in the afternoon. And, and the great thing about the on-site Universal hotels, they're also close to the parks. So at Disney, it's a huge area. And depending on where you're staying, it might be taking you 20 or 30 minutes longer even to get back to your hotel from the parks. Whereas here you're talking 10 minutes to get to any of them. So it is easy to pop back to your hotel for a swim or a rest and then be back at the parks in the evening. We love going on the water rides. And once you've been on them, you are completely soaked. Now you yeah. can either walk around all day completely drenched. Or of course, if you're staying in one of these on-site hotels, you're back in your room in 10, 15 minutes and you can get changed, towel yourself off and change into nice dry clothes and go and do more rides. Oh, do you know, those water rides at Universal, you do get absolutely soaked. We went one year, we weren't staying in a Universal hotel and we had to go and buy new clothes for one of my children. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it looked like she had been in the shower with her clothes on. Fine, a really, really hot day. But I think this was like in February and poor child was free. <laughs> yeah, that's a warning for the water rides. Take spare clothes if you're not oh, staying outside. You know those things that you stand underneath and they put down... Oh, the big dryers, family yeah, the dryers. Big dryers. And I've always thought, mm, they're a bit of a con or something like that. But yeah, I did use it last time I went. <laughs> yeah, no, you do get proper wet. So on to the top level of the hotels. So they're the premier hotels or deluxe hotels. If budget allows... I would really try and stay in one of these because they do get a lot more benefits. So you've got the Royal Pacific. That's usually the most reasonably priced one. I've stayed there several times. I really like it. Polynesian theme. There's an elephant that welcomes you as you walk up to the hotel. There's the standard two queen bedrooms. They're a nice size. Two adults and a couple of teenagers for two whole weeks. Like any hotel room, that's going to feel a little bit crowded. But if you're just there for a few nights, absolutely fine. I would also really recommend upgrading to one of the club level rooms. So they have in one of the towers, the resort is basically three towers and the top floor of one of those is the club level. The rooms are just the same, but you have access to the Royal Club Lounge. Got a concierge service. That's really useful for if you want to book restaurants or if you've got any questions. But the biggest benefit is you have the complimentary continental breakfast and it's open really early. So you can go in there, get your breakfast before you head out to the parks, no extra cost. But they also have an evening beer and wine hour. So you can go and get, you can probably fit in three or four glasses of wine or beers, depending on how quickly you're going to drink them. That's about $20 each. We're generous with it, yeah. I mean, the lounge, it can be completely empty and then it's getting to whatever the time is they're doing the beer and wine hour and all these people just suddenly appear. So that's quite popular. Get a seat there early. They do have soft drinks available all through the day. So if you're coming back for, you know, your afternoon break or to the pool, you can pick up a coffee or soft drinks, bottles of water and things. And there's always snacks there. And then also in the evening, they have an hour where they do... They call them like small plates. So there'll be cheese. They're not whole meals. You know, you couldn't use it as your dinner, but there might be like a small chicken dish, a small pasta dish. If you've got teenagers with hollow legs, great. <laughs> because, you know, they can just go in and fill up. And then they also have a dessert hour. And that's really nice. They have just different little desserts out. And if there's four of you in a room, look at the upgrade cost. 
Look at how much you're going to spend on breakfast every day, bottles of water to go into the parks, soft drinks, maybe a couple of glasses of wine in the evening, and you're going to be up on the deal. I would really recommend it. Definitely. I don't think people realise if they've never been to America before that it's very unheard of that you actually get breakfast included in your room rates. It's only of some of the motel sort of style ones that give you breakfast included. So to have a breakfast and in a lounge as well, it is kind of worth it because it's not cheap to have breakfast in these hotels, is it? No, and it's just the time that it takes as well if you want to be out and in the parks. So just to be able to go in there and just help yourself to some breakfast. And they don't mind if you take a plate back to the room. So, you know, if you want to send somebody to get a few pastries and things and bring them back to the room, then that's fine as well. We also found having that lounge was really good for just having extra space. So I've got a son and a daughter. So yeah, if we were just staying there one night, happy to be all in the same room, but you know, all the getting changed, the privacy. So it'd be like, right, guys, get up, go through the bathroom, then go in the lounge. You wait there while my daughter and I, Billy, a bit longer getting ready. They've got somewhere nicer to sit and chill and get a drink. So it just gives you a little bit more extra space. You can either spend the money and upgrade to get one of those sort of two-bedroom ones we were talking about before, or you could spend the money and have a lounge. It really just depends on what you want to get out of the trip. I mean, at the hotel, they do have the kids' suites, which are really cute. So they have the Jurassic Park kids' suites at the Royal Pacific. And so there you do get a separate sleeping area for the kids. So they're definitely worth thinking about. Fantastic. And then the next hotel is the Hard Rock. So you've stayed at this one, haven't you? I've stayed here a few times. Really like it. Really cool hotel, as you'd expect. It's got the music theme, got all the memorabilia around the hotel. So it's really fun to just have a walk around and look at everything. You can actually listen to music pretty much wherever you are around the hotel so they have music out by the swimming pool but also when you put your head under the water they've got speakers in the swimming pool so you can actually still hear the music whilst you're underwater yeah that's right i mean there is music everywhere so if you like a nice quiet peaceful environment this isn't the hotel for you no if you have young kids that are quite noise sensitive then this is definitely the hotel for you i'd say it's probably for 10 years upwards it's more aimed at because they should be sort of more used to sort of loud noises and loud music and things like that. Teenagers really do enjoy this resort and certainly my kids did. Really nice port, sand bottom and there's lots of sandy areas around if you have got little kids to play in. Lots of different room types. They've got the club rooms there as well with similar benefits to the Royal Pacific. So they have the Rock Royalty Lounge and some great suites. I think they've even got one with a baby grand piano in it if you want to go all out. Yeah, you could just imagine sort of Elton John coming along and staying there, bringing the kids along and knocking out a few tunes in the evening. You can request a guitar to be sent to your room. We haven't actually done this. We always say that we're going to, but we haven't actually done it. You do have to leave rather a large deposit um, at the front desk. But they will send an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar up to your room so that you can have a play. Can any of you play the guitar? My daughter's pretty good, yeah. That's good. I mean, I can't play the guitar, so it would be sent up and I'd just look at it. But (laughs) But I've been there a few times. They gave the kids when they were younger inflatable guitars. So, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, why not? It's a really fun, lively hotel. So if you like that kind of, I wouldn't say sort of in your face, but if you like a lively atmosphere, then this is going to be the hotel for you. If you want something that's quiet after you've been walking around the park all day and you want to go back to your hotel and chill out and relax, this isn't really the place to relax. This is to carry on that fun adventure that you get from being in the parks. 
And then the last hotel is the Portofino Bay, which is an Italian style resort, which looks fantastic, doesn't it? It does. I think you would be forgiven for thinking you were in Portofino. It really has got that Italian feel. Lots of really nice photo opportunities with the mopeds out by the water. Yeah, it's a really nice resort. Different to Hard Rock in that this is grown up, a bit more sophisticated. It's the top level of the hotel, so it's usually the most expensive to stay in. Low level villa buildings, got a really nice quiet pool. Yeah, it's a really lovely hotel. They also have the club level rooms, but different to the Royal Pacific and the Hard Rock where they have the club level floor. The club lounge is actually just off the reception area. There's pros and cons to that, aren't there? So depending on where your room's located, you might be quite far away to just nip in to get a drink and then back to your room. Club lounge, I think it's the nicest of the club lounges. It's probably the biggest one. It's a nice setup to be able to relax in there. Yeah, I think Universal's got a good choice of hotels and a good choice of restaurants as well i think there's something for everyone price wise and budget wise and also just what you're looking for from facilities there is pretty much something for everyone to stay on site at universal which brings us on to the benefits that you get from staying at universal why stay at universal compared to staying off site well Mainly, it comes down to the benefits. One of the biggest ones is the transportation. It's so easy to get from your hotel to the theme parks and to Volcano Bay as well. So, for example, there's shuttle buses that can take you from the Endless Summer Resorts, which is on International Drive, so just off-site. You've got shuttle buses that are constantly running and take you into the main entrance or City Walk. And from there, you can then get into the two theme parks, of course, in City Walk as well. And then you've got the water taxis. So Portofino, the Hard Rock Royal Pacific, and also Sapphire Falls, the water taxis operate, take about 10 minutes, take you straight from the hotel to City Walk. They start about half an hour before early park admissions. So you've got loads of time to get to the parks when they open, go every 15 minutes right through to kind of 2.30 a.m. If you're having a late night in City Walk, you can still get that water taxi back to your hotel. Oh, I'm not sure if I trust myself. I've been out till 2.30 in the morning. I'm not sure if I trust myself on a boat. Why be gangplank? You're not going to fall. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same as the rivers at Disney is. They're not as deep as you think they are. The, the no, I'm sure, I'm sure they're not. No. The only time the water taxis don't operate is if there's any lightning in the area. And so it might be like still really sunny, but they do monitor the storms. And particularly in the summer, in the afternoons, you do get those really big downpours and storms so but then you've got the shuttle buses or you can walk as well yeah there's always some easy way of getting back to your hotel and it's so quick as well it's 10 minutes maximum and it's pretty it's a nice little boat ride i really like going on the boat but then like i said you can walk around so there's walking paths apart from endless summer from all of the other hotels to each other and into the parks. Probably a little bit far to be walking from some of the hotels, but certainly from all of the deluxe hotels, I've walked very easily back and forth. Sometimes, depending if you've just missed a boat, then you might as well start walking because that's going to be quicker. Yes, 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 very true. If people have been to Disneyland Paris and like the fact that you can walk to and from the hotels and the parks then you're going to enjoy that aspect of staying at Universal because it's so easy to do. You can just nip back. Uh, instead of if you've forgotten something or what we find is if you've got kids that maybe are a bit younger, maybe one person will take 
the younger kid back so that either go for a swim or for a little bit of a nap and then the others will stay in the park and you can do that it's very easy to do while staying on universal because they can either walk back or walk a taxi or a shuttle bus and if you've got push chairs strollers and you don't want to keep folding them up and down then it is much easier to walk than to be on and off buses all the time yeah i think if i had a push chair i'd probably just walk it or take the water yeah yeah the other way to get around are the rickshaw bikes so these aren't part of the official universal transportation, but you do see them more in the afternoons and the evenings when you're walking back. There's no set charge. They just work for tips, these guys. So a minimum of $10, $5 per person, I'd say. A bit more if you're going to Sapphire Falls because that's a little bit further. I haven't actually done them. I'm not brave enough to be doing that. They look <laughs> a bit rickety, but you see loads of people doing them. They look really good fun, but I do them just for the fun thing. It's as quick to walk, really. But again, good for a photo opportunity, maybe. Yeah, a fun and different kind of way of doing something. If you're just feeling really, really tired, then that's got to be a nice, easy way of getting back to the hotel, isn't it? Yeah, get somebody else to do the pedal work while you can just sit back. It's worth saying when we're talking about transportation, all of the universal on-site hotels do charge for parking. Like most hotels do these days, unfortunately, don't they? It's not free for on-site guests. So if you are having a rental car or you're taking your own car, then you do need to budget for daily parking charges. Yeah, it's an extra charge. On the flip side, they don't charge a resort fee, which a lot of the other hotels will charge a resort fee, which includes the parking. So you can kind of argue that if you're not staying on site with a car, that you're not paying this resort fee, you're not paying for parking. So it's one less fee to kind of pay. But I'd say I very rarely have a car when I'm in Orlando, especially if I'm staying at Universal. I'd prefer to do all the other things that require a car. I'd probably do that a different day. Or if I'm moving around and doing like a twin center or something like that. Yeah, you certainly don't really need a car while you're there because you've got all this on-site transportation. So if you're staying for a few nights, it's probably worth just getting a transfer from the airport, an Uber or Lyft. And then if you do need a car, there is a hotel nearby that you can pick up your rental car if you're driving on somewhere else. If you're only staying for one night and then going somewhere else, then yeah, it's probably worth just get in the car straight away from the airport and you've got it sorted. Now this brings us on to probably the two biggest benefits of staying on site at Universal. And the first one is that you can get into the parks before anyone else. So all those day trippers, all those offsite guests, you can get in before them. So it's an hour into the theme parks and half an hour into Volcano Bay. Now, Volcano Bay, if you've been to Water Park, if you want to get those prime spaces, you want to get those lounges close to the Lazy River, close to all the pools, you want to get there as soon as it opens. So having that extra 30 minutes is kind of crucial. And it's the same for if you want to go into do the Wisdom World of Harry Potter, this extra hour in the parks, you're going to be able to get in and do the rides before people were even allowed into the park so it's a fantastic benefit isn't it i don't think you quite realize as well when you're doing because you know there are quite a lot of on-site guests so when you're queuing up to go in for early entry you're thinking oh i thought it was only going to be me and my family you know there are quite a lot of people but when you see an hour later when they open the gates to regular guests it's just like a tsunami coming towards you. You realise how few people that are in the park when all these other people are suddenly <laughs> there as well. Especially for the Wizarding World. I think that's where, even though the one in Islands of Adventure is quite a few years old now, it's still the place that everyone heads to, isn't it? Yeah, and to get those rides out of the way and done before everyone else comes in is a real, real perk. You do need to make sure you are getting there for those early entry hours. So you need to be leaving your hotel probably 45 minutes, half an hour 
before the advertised early entry time. If the parks are scheduled for everybody else to open at nine, I'd be aiming to leave my hotel about quarter past seven in the morning. Peak times, the parks are open as early as eight for everybody. So then you need to be thinking about leaving about quarter past six in the morning, which I know sounds very early to be getting up when you're on holiday. You've got to get used to the time difference for a start. That's why I would always say day at Universal at the beginning of your holiday, because you'll still be a little bit jet lagged. So it will feel much later, of course, and you'll be waking up at four o'clock in the morning in the first couple of days. So you might as well make the most of that and be getting into Universal super early. Yeah. And you can send someone to have a quick wander through City Walk to go and pick up some Cinnabons or something sort of like a snack for breakfast. <laughs> I love the Cinnabons. It's great. I always stop off when you walk past it. Oh, it just draws me in. You can buy Cinnabons in the park as well, but I'm not sure if they're open during the early early admission hours. What I do is I go in, I go and do the Wisdom World of Harry Potter and then I head straight to Hogwarts Express and then I can jump over to the other park. Yeah, you're definitely getting ahead of the crowds to get everything done. I mean, not everything is open in the parks, those early entry hours, but it is the most popular attraction. So I said the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and then usually Despicable Me, Maybe Spider-Man. It does change depending on the time of year, but you can always ask at the front desk if you want to know exactly what's going to be open. Yeah, and Despicable Me always has a really, really long queue. It's got such a low time and such a low capacity that if you want to get it done, it's not the best ride in the world, but if you want to kind of get it done without queuing up for an hour then you either need to do it just as the park's closing or during these early admission hours as well. I mean, it does have a really fun waiting area, but you don't want to be in there for too long. Yeah, 10 minutes would be fine. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a little look around and watch the pre-show video and laugh at that. And it is kind of quite cool and quite funny. It will wake you up, I think, if you're feeling a bit groggy in the morning. That will jolt you awake, won't it? Oh, it will. As you know, I'm not really one for the thrill rides. And I know that isn't a thrill ride, but an early morning on Despicable Me, mm, I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, speaking about queues, that brings us on to probably the biggest benefit if you stay at any of the premier hotels, and that is the Universal Express Pass. I know. I don't think I could do Universal now without having these Express Passes. Oh, you've been spoiled. You've been spoiled. I have. (laughs) I think it's one of those things that, especially if you're going during school holidays or a busy day, times it is absolutely amazing and you're not limited as well if you've been to disneyland paris and you stayed in one of the suites or one of the sort of higher up rooms where you get one additional fast pass per day this is unlimited if you just want to keep going on despicable me around and around and around and again you can if you really want to I mean, I would do Men in Black, for example. I'd keep going around on that. It's a game. You can just see what your next score is to try and beat your score. I would just keep going around and around. A lot of people just stay at Universal for one or two nights. They get this Express Pass and they just go and blitz out all of the rides and shows and get everything done. Maybe tire themselves out so when they move on to the next hotel, actually they probably need a day off. I usually recommend that on the last day when you check out, just to go to Volcano Bay, chill out, relax, and then move on to your next hotel. But I mean, some people we have, they just book one night at one of the deluxe hotels so that they can get the benefit of the express passes on the check-in day and the check-out day. And then you can buy the express passes, but quite often it's cheaper to stay in the hotel yeah. and have the two days included than it is to pay for two days worth of express passes for everybody. I think the starting price is $129 per person plus tax. And it depends on the day. On busier days, it will be more expensive. 
And they do ones where it's only one park for the day. So with this one, you've got unlimited access to both parks. And you can also use the Express Pass for as much as you like. You can't use it on some of those Harry Potter rides, unfortunately. That's why you have your early access to go and do those. But they are the only exceptions. So pretty much everything else you can do. And even the shows, you get priority access to the shows. So you'll always see a separate Express line for the rides and the shows. So some of the really popular shows, you have to turn up quite a long way in advance to make sure that you get seated. Whereas this, you can just be turning up just before because they'll always let the express line in first and you get the best seating too. Yep. And if you're turning up, just staying one night and you can get it in on your check-in and your checkout day, it's worth knowing that you can go and check in as early as you want to, can't you? Yeah, of course. You don't have to wait until the room's ready at three o'clock. You can go and check in as soon as you arrive, go and grab those passes and start using them. And then you can worry about checking in and actually getting into your room later on when the park's closed. Yeah, so the hotel will look after your bags. So go 7 o'clock in the morning if you want to, make the most of the early opening, the early access, and use your express passes and, yeah, get it all done. We have people who stay down at Disney for the majority of their stay and just do one night. and They don't even bother checking out because the hassle of checking out of that hotel and then checking in to Universal and then checking back in at Disney it's not really worth the hassle. They might as well just stay for an extra night and just leave the stuff. And then all they need is a backpack for sort of change of clothes. If you're just doing it for a night, if you're doing it for a few more nights, then yes, check out the other hotel because otherwise you're paying for two. But it's just for one night and you're just doing it to get the express pass, then actually it might be just easier just to not bother checking out. It also depends on where you're planning on doing this within your trip as well. If it's just for one night, wouldn't recommend it at the beginning or end because you're either going to land four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that's the day gone. And if you're going back, you know, if your flight's at 5.30, you've realistically got to be leaving Universal at sort of 2.30. So yeah, you're not really going to have the full experience. Yeah, one night, ideally sort of partway through your first week or the middle of your holidays, ideal. If I'm doing Disney and Universal, I would say four nights at Universal at the beginning and then 10 nights at Disney will be my perfect combination. I think that's the most popular package that we book, especially for first timers who want to go and explore absolutely everything. If you've been lots and lots of times and the kids are a bit older, you might stay slightly longer at Universal because the kids want to go and do the more hardcore thrill rides that you don't get at Disney as much. But yeah, I think the four nights and the 10 nights split across is probably just about right. Yeah, and four nights, then you've got three full days to enjoy the Universal Parks, which is more than enough to do everything. But then you've got a bit of chill time, especially if you're just arriving, you're adjusting, jet lag getting over your journey. Then, yeah, you've got time to be able to do that and enjoy the resort too. Yeah, and they've all got really nice swimming pools. And on the last day, you just take it easy. If you are going down to Disney, you know, you can't check in until three o'clock. So I always suggest maybe just go to Volcano Bay in the morning, leave your luggage at reception, come back, get a taxi down to Disney, have a nice chill, relaxed day because you're then going to have 10 quite fast paced days being in Disney. So actually you want to have a little bit of a gap and a bit of a break. Yeah, absolutely. There are a few other benefits of staying on site. So we've talked about the transport, the early access to the park. So all of the hotels, you get those included. And then the express passes, that's just with the premier or the deluxe hotels. But you've got resort-wide charging privileges, so you don't have to be taking money. You can link your credit card to your room key so that you can use that to pay for things if you want to. They do offer delivery of things that you've bought in the parks back to your hotel. 
I know they talk about this as a perk. If you're only staying one night, definitely don't do this because it can take a really long time to get the stuff to come from the parks back to your hotel. Fortunately, we were staying like four nights, but it must have taken three days to get it back. So I perhaps wouldn't recommend doing that. But one really, really good benefit, which I think isn't widely known, is again, just for the premier deluxe hotels, priority seating at most of the restaurants in City Walk and in the hotels. So again, we're saying that you don't need to book six months in advance for your restaurant. It's generally walk-ups on the day, and then they're taking a list and seating people in order. But if you're staying at one of the premier hotels, they put you to the top of that list. You do get a few dirty looks from people who've been standing there for half an hour that you're suddenly getting seated before them. But yeah, at busy times, that is a really good perk. That's great. After walking around the park all day, the last thing you then want to do is join a queue to eat. Exactly. Yeah. So it is worth knowing about that. And the thing is, if you've been all day in the park with your Universal Express Pass, bypassing all the lines, by the time you bypass the line at a restaurant, you're used to all the people looking at you. The fact that you can get priority access to these restaurants is really good. Yeah, no, I think it is a really good benefit. So our top tips for staying on site at Universal, my very top tip would be definitely stay on site if you're doing Universal. Even if it's just for one night, the benefits are worth it. Even if it's just early access to the parks, but if you can upgrade to one of those deluxe hotels and get the express passes. Fantastic. And my biggest piece of advice is the free transportation to and from the parks. It makes it so quick and easy, especially if you've got little kids that might need to go back to the room or need to get out of the sun for a little bit of time. Then the free on-site transportation, so quick, so easy to get back. And I would say at the deluxe hotels, consider the upgrade to one of those club level rooms. It's not that much more. You get breakfast, drinks, snacks throughout the day, and then you've got somewhere else to hang out as well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just uh, jumping the queue at the restaurants and in the park. You can also go back and be treated to a nice glass of wine as well. So you know what? If it's a big trip that you're doing, splash that extra little bit of cash to have a much better experience whilst you're there, especially if you're only going for a few nights as well. Just treat yourself. And my final tip is if you're a larger family or you just want a bit more space, definitely take a look at the new Endless Summer two-bedroom suites. They are so reasonably priced for what you get. Absolutely fantastic value for money. And when you add those in with all the extra benefits that you get staying at Universal, it does make it a no-brainer. Why would you stay anywhere else if you're a family of five, six, or you just got teenagers? Why would you stay anywhere else apart from in one of these two bedrooms? So that's all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about Fairytale Holidays, please visit our website, fairytaleholidays.co.uk. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Have a magical day.